Welcome back, you guys. I feel like it's been so long. I know. I actually, I feel the same way. It's been a good couple weeks. I'm like, (laughs) are we ever coming back? I don't know. Right? (laughs) (laughs) I know. It feels good. I hope everyone feels well rested if you got to rest. Mm -hmm. Although I'm sure a lot of you may have been hosting your own holidays. So you might now (laughs) just be getting caught up on your rest. Rainy. It feels feels so weird. It's it's been a couple weeks. I know. This almost feels weird weirder than like our huge break between season one and season two yeah and it's only been a couple weeks but I don't I was like missing it I was like when are we recording again I know (laughs) the thriving not thriving part will be fun because we'll get to catch up yeah yeah this is kind of like our own little phone call and you guys just get to eavesdrop in really though speaking of um Haley and I have been kind of discussing uh right before we started recording possibly going live on Instagram but we're just not sure what we want to do if we want to just record an episode with you guys have a guest on if we want to do some sort of I don't know some weird segment or something where we discuss team Edward versus team Jacob. I don't, I don't know, just something where we go live. So if you have any ideas, please feel free to reach out to us because we're going to be brainstorming that for the next little bit. Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah. All right. So let's jump right into hot takes. Rainy. Yes. Okay. This feels a little off the cuff. So you're going to have to stick with me for <laughs> a minute while I explain this. I can do that. I have been, I have been thinking this for probably a good few months. It's just this reoccurring thought I have. And I just realized like, Hey, I could use this as a hot take. Um, because a lot of people, I think very easily like give celebrities leniency when it comes to interacting with fans. They're like, Oh, they talked to one of us. What a huge shock. Like, Oh my gosh. They said hi to one of us. They commented a little heart emoji. Oh my gosh, I can't believe they took all this time for me. And it's like, <laughs> babes, they're not even doing the bare minimum. <laughs> and it's probably not less. even them. <laughs> It's like their PR person. Yeah. You know, so it's just like, I feel like celebrities and, and this is, this is a list, B list, whatever. It just, I'm thinking YouTubers, TikTokers, Instagram, everything. Um, They could do a better job at acknowledging their fans and spending time talking to them and, and conversing with them. And not that we're like a list celebrities or anything, but like. <laughs> really enjoy talking to you guys. I love when people slide into our DMs and talk to us. I enjoy having discussions with you. I like commenting back on everything or at least liking what you said to like acknowledge that I read it, you know? Um, And I get celebrities are busy. I get that they have things to do. I also get that they're getting thousands and thousands and thousands of comments on everything every day. So I'm not saying they have to sit and acknowledge all of them, but I will see things where like they don't even comment on one thing on their phone fo- like they take a photo and they have all these people just like dropping at their feet at how amazing they are and they can't even take two seconds to say like thanks I appreciate that or like their comment or so- just something it's like all these fans give them so much and they barely give anything in return and in a way in my opinion that can almost come across as like they're better than you or they just don't have time 
game for you and they know it and they know that they can get whatever reaction they want if they just post a picture. Like they're going to get so much like acknowledgement and love and they don't have to give anything back for it. And I don't like that. <laughs> See, okay. Does that make sense? I know that that took it a while does. to explain, but like. It does make sense. I think for me, it it depends on the celebrity. Like I, I've read a couple of articles about how people like Beyonce are able to stay relevant because they don't let people into their personal lives Mm -hmm. and they don't make that connection. So Beyonce stays at the top where she is because people will, um, people will continue to idolize her because there's so much mystery behind her everyday life that Mm -hmm. she seems so far away or separated from the rest of us. And Mm -hmm. so if it's, if it's someone like Beyonce, she doesn't even post captions for most of her her Instagram post, but we know that she'll get millions of likes and we know that people Mm -hmm. will continue to love her. And for me, I'm thinking, okay, well, Beyonce, like I would not expect someone like Beyonce to ever comment on something, but Mm -hmm. people like Taylor Swift, I know that she was commenting on a lot of TikToks and Instagram posts right as her album came out. And that was really exciting to see. And a lot of creators were so excited that either her or at least someone on her team acknowledged that they were creating content Mm -hmm. about her. So I think it does create a really special connection because like you said, even just getting that little notification of a light can mm-hmm. make your day so I feel like it could be a huge yeah if if someone is willing to I think that's great to set aside like a certain amount of time every day or every week where you go through like multiple posts mm-hmm. and like set a goal for yourself for liking or commenting I feel like there's no harm in that you have a lot of downtime and I see these like okay so YouTubers for example I know YouTubers who will do that they'll say and put an hour aside each day to say and comment back to people but it's also like they have that time what are they doing outside of editing and recording right yeah like you're constantly if you're sitting like in an uber on your way to an event or on the way to a business meeting if you're Mm -hmm. sitting in a hair and makeup chair if you're sitting on a flight I mean you're given the time where I know that you can do other things you can respond to emails and whatnot yeah even if it's just taking 10 minutes and and responding well because you're sitting on the toilet (laughs) yeah no shade no shade to Beyonce okay yeah let me just make that very clear I do love her but even Beyonce I think could take five minutes and like acknowledge the people who've given her so much because here's the thing about fans it doesn't matter how like separated you are from everyone they're the people purchasing your products they're the people watching your concerts they're the people listening to your music they are making you who you are and to me just a simple like thank you or a reply back like just something that acknowledges those fans in return that is giving them like the appreciation for all that they have done for you you like Beyonce would not be who she is today if she didn't have people who supported her right and so I just think that all celebrities could do a little better. I don't know. I just, I see people get, it almost just comes across a little conceited to me. If they're not doing anything, they're not even acknowledging people. I see these girls get on, like, (laughs) it's funny because we were just talking about being on Instagram live, but like, (laughs) I could see, I see people do this. They'll get on Instagram live and they'll be like, oh my gosh, I missed you guys. What's up? How are you? And then they'll get all these comments on their live and they don't acknowledge one of them. Uh, (laughs) They just keep talking. 
talking. And then they're like, okay, bye. It was great talking to you. You didn't even acknowledge any of the people talking to you. Did (laughs) you actually miss them or did you miss the attention from them? Mm, You know what I'm thinking? Do you think it is an age slash generational thing where a lot of celebrities that may be from our generation are a lot better at making those connections, whereas people who got their fame before social media like that. Granted, social media has been around long enough for people for that to be the norm. But Mm -hmm. for those A-list celebrities that are above the age of like 40, is that something where it's just generational, where they're just not used to, oh, well, now that I'm a celebrity, I need to comment and I need to interact with fans. Whereas people around our age, they reach that high status in the age of social media where they're like, oh, now I know that I have to interact. I'm just wondering, do you think that it has something to do? Because I feel like the people I see interacting Mm -hmm. are under the age of like 35. Yeah, no, what? Here's the funny part. I actually feel like it could be generational, but maybe in the opposite way. I actually see a lot of older people, older celebrities, even like smaller celebrities. Mm -hmm. I'll see little like parents from a Disney show or something. They'll sit and talk to people on TikTok and acknowledge them and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, oh my gosh, like this was my role or whatever. Yeah. But then I'll see these like when I was talking about the Instagram lives, I'm talking about these young, young girls who are like 18, 19, who know all about social media oh, and they don't say a anything. word to the people acknowledging Yeah, them. that's a little weird. But then I see people who are our age or that age and talk to people. So I don't know, like it's a good thought, but I don't know that generations play into it. Necessarily. Yeah. I, I almost think it's, it's status that plays into it. Yeah, yeah. Is it if you don't talk to as many people, you're obviously of a higher status because you don't have the time for them. You've got you've got too much going on. You're better than that. You're better than like talking to the mere peasants who follow <laughs> you on Instagram. I mean, you know? yeah. <laughs> and I know it's a little off the cuff, but I really I struggle with this that I have thought about for months. And I'm like, I just wonder yeah. what Haley thinks about this. So. No. I think it would definitely be interesting to see who has access to their social Mm -hmm. media. Like I know Adele just mentioned that she had her social media um, password taken from her. So she no longer can control her Instagram. Why? Everything. Well, she got into this big controversy over wearing um, Bantu knot and it was was like this big thing. And that was the only Instagram Mm. post that she had ever personally posted. Mm -hmm. So she was like, yeah, um, I got my password taken from me. (laughs) I'm not allowed to post anymore. (laughs) Otherwise, I would get really drunk and like post on Instagram stories and say things I'm not supposed to say. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't know that Beyonce has ever sat down and thought, this is what I'm posting on my Instagram and I have access to it. Or like Ellen. Interesting. I don't know if Ellen is sitting down and picking out her Instagram post and sitting on her phone scrolling. Like that is I think so interesting. They have teams of people and they have teams that plan out their social media and they have schedules of when posts are supposed to go live and then they just let someone else yeah. run that page for them. See, if I was a celebrity, like I wouldn't mind if I had a PR team helping me, but like, I I think I would still want a little bit of control over like who I'm talking to or what, you know, at least in the commenting and talking part, like I would like to to be able to actually interact with people that are following me that just I hate that I hate that that's so fraudulent yeah she was like (laughs) um 
she was like yeah I got in trouble so I'm not allowed on my Instagram anymore oh no yeah speaking of getting in trouble I see that your hot take talks about relationship statuses and maturity yeah so let's expand let's go into that I do not think that those coincide. I don't think that your relationship status has anything to do with your maturity. Just because mm. you are married at 2021 20, does not make you more mature than someone else your age. Doesn't make you more mature than someone older than you that may not be married. I don't mm-hmm. think those are connected at all. You don't know better just because you are married. Oh, yes. Like, <laughs> agree. You don't. Agree. I mean, there are so many kids that get caught that get married in college. And for some reason, they think the second those papers are signed and everything is legal, all of a sudden, I, you know, you're given this extra status. And Mm -hmm. that means, oh, well, I'm a mature adult now. Because I can say I have a husband. (laughs) And that's not how it works. No. So my question to you is, do you feel like, and I'm sure you have, because I felt this way that you have interacted with like people who are 20, 21 and married. And do you feel like they act like they're better than you or more mature or more of an adult than you? Oh yeah. Oh, totally. Totally. Like they've got their life together. They know how to to file their taxes. I'm like newsflash. None of us do. Okay. Let's be real. Um, (laughs) Right. But especially, especially when they own like a house, I don't know what it is that comes with like owning a house yeah but for some reason I feel like people just put themselves above other people because mm. they own this like house yeah <laughs> but especially like I'm talking you know owning a house having a husband and kids and whatever it's like they've accomplished all those life goals before me and it's like well yes and no yeah you have a house and a family but I have a master's degree yeah so... <laughs> like it doesn't make one more mature no. than the other no matter what age you are. It's really funny you bring this up because I was thinking about something along these lines just yesterday. Um, And I was thinking about how people will look down on me because I've never had a boyfriend before. Mm-hmm. I don't have enough relationship experience or maturity within that relationship to have a boyfriend. And I'm like, actually, oh. if I have a ton of exes, shouldn't that be a red flag? Something's wrong. <laughs> Like, why am I breaking up with so many people? But I think people expect me to have experience or to have like already had a couple relationships by now. And it's like, oh, why wouldn't, why don't people like you? Why don't you have a relationship yet? It's nothing to do with me being immature. It has everything to do with me being mature and keeping my standards high. (laughs) I didn't go on date in high school. I didn't even go on Mm -hmm. dates until like my last two semesters of college. Mm -hmm. I was just telling Logan that I'm like, no, no one ever approached me in high school or in college. I was never Mm. just like stopped on the street easily just blended into the background yeah people thought that that was weird that I wasn't going on dates in college but I mean it's not like I was intentionally avoiding it (laughs) (laughs) I was never asked it it just didn't happen it just didn't happen yeah it's not that I don't have people pursuing or trying to pursue me I I'm not saying that that's not happening yeah but I'm not interested in them I don't want them yeah I just never had any and they may have and you may have also not been aware of it too there's also that it 
sometimes you just don't realize. I, yeah. I don't know. But I think I think this goes along with our relationship status and maturity. It doesn't matter if you're single, if you're married, if you've had boyfriends and haven't, if you've slept around a lot, or if you've kissed a lot of guys or what. None of those things equate to maturity. Maturity yeah. is about, I think it's more how you respond to your situation. Your life gives you all these different situations. Mm -hmm. So your maturity is about how you respond to said situations. If you respond with egotism (laughs) and acting like you're better than other people, I would say that's pretty immature. But if you have a hardship or like us, where it took us forever to find people (laughs) to love us, (laughs) if we're sitting here and crying ourselves rivers every night because of it, that's also immature, but I think for you, you entered a relationship and you learned things from it that you were able to take into whatever became your next relationship. For me, um, I'm single, but I've had so many experiences like relationships, like especially on my mission. Holy yeah. crap. Is that like you're married to the other person um, <laughs> that have taught me a ton? And I feel like it's just preparing me for the future. So I think it's more your response that makes you mature. Yeah. Well, and you've had, I mean, it doesn't even have to deal with a relationship that brings Mm -hmm. maturity. Your friendships and experiences Mm -hmm. with that brings maturity. You've Mm -hmm. had experiences where you've been able to see friends go through relationships Mm -hmm. and you are wise enough to be able to learn from their experiences and take everything. I mean, how (laughs) great is that to have sat through people complaining about people who are now their exes or Mm -hmm. going through that process of getting engaged and getting married where you have all of this knowledge from other people that you can take in to your Mm -hmm. own relationship. And on the other end too, like, I don't think there's anything wrong from people who are married learning from single people either. Like, I think same thing. You learn a lot from, I well, not just me, all like, all your single friends, you know, stuff like that. You're, you probably learn about like maintaining independence within your relationship and and not becoming codependent and Mm -hmm. learning things about how to do things that maybe you weren't able to do once you got married. And maybe you weren't able to pursue more education because of it right away. But if you wanted to, now you've got me that you could talk to and go down that road as well. So I think, I think it's a very, what is the word? I can't think of the word. (laughs) It's, oh, I just thought of it. Symbiotic. Symbiotic kind of relationship you both give to each other. Uh Symbiotic? Symbiotic. (laughs) Oh my gosh, it's been a long time since I've taken that science class. (laughs) Everyone who's listening to me is like, yeah, you're not mature. Um, (laughs) Oh, whatever. But yeah, it is that kind of relationship where you take and um, give from each other and you learn things on both sides. Okay, Haley, are you ready to go into Thriving Not Thriving? Yeah. Yeah? Okay, you're first. I thought you were going to ask me how I was doing. So I was like, okay, I'll wait for Actually, my question. Actually, no, um, just tell me. I don't care. Just tell me. It's assumed. How are you? Oh, gosh. Um, You know, I'm going to claim not thriving right now. Everyone oh. around me is sick. I'm not sick yet. Kind of feel it coming on. Slightly worried. I went back to school on Monday. Um, It's been a pretty okay week, but I just had three students go home today. And two are under like COVID exclusion. So they can't come back until after they get tested. So that's lovely. 
And now I have to watch for like any symptom. I have to send the student to the nurse and they get sent home immediately. Oh no. Okay. Great. I can't wait to teach a class of 10 because everyone's going to be out with coach. It's like, oh, I have to get used to waking up at 530 and not 1030 like I was over break. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to miss that. It's been really nice. But I mean, overall, my break was nice. I had one sister got COVID right when she flew in Mm -hmm. um, for Christmas. So she was quarantined for a few days, but then she tested negative. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, after like a week, we were able to have our big family Christmas and everything. And I mean, it was good, but now I'm on that that downhill, I feel like after the holidays. Yes, it uh, really is. It's kind of like the big exhale after the holidays. The the, the holidays leading up to this big inhale and Mm -hmm. then you get to it and it's just this exhale where it's just, you're just letting it all go, which is probably why you guys are all getting sick too, because you're finally, you're letting your bodies rest and so they're going to take advantage of that. <laughs> right. I'm like, huh, if only I just spent the past two weeks of my life resting, then mm-hmm. I would be okay. But since I have time off, I'm like, yes, let me use this <laughs> <laughs> to my full advantage. Yeah. What about you? Um, I'm opposite. I'm doing great. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm so happy for you. Yeah. I can hear it in your voice. Um, <laughs> my break was it's really fun. Uh, I just got to see a lot of friends, go back to Idol Falls for a bit. I am spending this week in Pocatello. Um, just for some reason, we got three weeks of break when most places got two weeks. Mm. So I have this whole week off as well. So I'm That's just so kind nice. of vibing. It is. And you start to just like get a little antsy too. Like, okay, mm. like let's, because I think I wouldn't feel that way if we would have started with everybody else but because we haven't I'm just kind of like watching everyone else get back to real life and I'm just still like waiting for it to hit all right yeah and it's not that it really pushes us further into the semester or anything like Hmm. we still end the first week of May so (laughs) the semester is pretty short yeah but yeah it's just been kind of interesting I finished reading the first Maze Runner over break it's uh, I have mixed opinions but I'm kind of worried about talking about them like on here in case people haven't read it I don't know Mm -hmm. have you read it yet I'll be honest with you I feel like I may have read it like back in the day but I don't remember I know I've seen the movie but I don't remember anything I'll just say this it's interesting because and I and I texted one of my friends I have a book friend that we we talk all the time about books oh it's really fun yes I text all the time about them and I was talking to her and she agrees that the books themselves you get through super fast right like you can read them in like two days and I did I read it in two and a half days mm-hmm. and and it keeps you entertained you get through it pretty fast but there's for some reason I have no emotional attachment to the book to the characters nothing when I read Hunger Games I read that just as fast one day for Hunger Games two and a half days for catching fire or something like that Uh or two days for catching fire and I was really attached to the whole story to the characters to everything but this I just have no attachment to it and the movie oh it's bad (laughs) 
<laughs> the directors changed a lot, basically the entire story. Mm-hmm. So it's been really hard for me to get through the movie too, just because it's just not the same. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I'm just, I bought them, but I don't know that I'll ever read them again. I think it's just like a one in 10 kind of read, which is okay. I'm all right with that. Got some good Christmas gifts. My cousin got me a Prada hat. Yeah. Which is pretty great. I got Settlers of Tan and Uno. I got a couple blankets, a bunch of Harry Potter books, like the unofficial cookbook and the unofficial spell book. Ooh. <laughs> and- <laughs> There's like the set of books, um, like Quidditch to the Ages, which is a book that the characters read in the books. Mm-hmm. And so they made it by like the magic author. So uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them is one of them. And it's like the book that Newt Scamander actually wrote. And it says that Newt Scamander wrote it rather than whoever the company that actually wrote it did. So it's oh. cool. It feels like I'm in Hogwarts yeah, you're studying mm-hmm. from those books. Yeah, sitting down. Oh at my little desk pulling out my wand you know whatever that could be an innuendo but we're not going to make Mm -hmm. it one Mm -hmm. um (laughs) I also got my hair done so I dyed it a pretty dark brown color and we put some caramel highlights in it Haley can see it so yummy thank you (laughs) thanks (laughs) I don't know how to respond um So anyway, I think now is a good time for us to go into a break. Yeah. Um, um, uh, speaking of whipping out your wand, <laughs> whip out your water bottle, water bottle, water raw, and uh, take a little sip. I have nothing to add to that. So we're going to take our break. <laughs> Four questions. Rainy. What is question one? Yes, I do. I have question one. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I am so giggly today, guys. I'm just so happy to be around Haley again. Makes me happy. I don't blame you. Yeah, you're kind of beautiful. (laughs) Our first question is, let's see, this is from Anonymous, 22 years old and pronouns she, her. And she says, I graduate college soon and have only ever had one summer fling that my parents didn't even know about and have never even had a job. You are so lucky. Uh, I'm starting to feel embarrassed about my lack of life experience in general. I don't think you should feel embarrassed. You are so lucky. (laughs) Um, I've also never been asked on a proper date. What do I do when I'm asked out and I don't even have a job or other dating experience to talk to the guy about? This is so ironic because I feel like like we just talked about this in hot dates. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is so ironic. What are you thinking, Haley? I mean... You're right in saying, wow, she's very lucky that she has never had to work. And I'm coming from that mindset of I was raised to like with that understanding of when I turned 15 or 16. Yes, my parents gave me the family car to drive, but Mm -hmm. I only got gas money if I had a job. If I had a Mm -hmm. job, my parents would pay for my gas money. 
If I didn't mm-hmm. have a job, well, then I was relying on allowance or other things to pay for gas and to pay to hang out with my friends to, you know, go out and have fun. And then I was also taught, well, it's good to make connections with people and think about what you want to do after college. And uh, me wanting to be a teacher, my parents taught me from an early age. Well, that means that in high school, any job that you have, make it a job where you're working with kids and get some experience. And when you're home for college, you're working for the summer and saving up to pay for college and adding to your resume. So no, I didn't have to work growing up, but then again, that was the expectation put on me. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, wow, yes, you are lucky that it sounds like you're in a good financial situation to not have to work. Hopefully you're not working just because you're taking out loans or something, or maybe you are, then that, I mean, that makes sense. I know a lot of people it's hard for them to manage school and work at the same time. I'm one of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. I say, fi- I mean, find a way to, to get a job or hopefully you're involved in some sort of, I don't know, extracurricular activities. Hopefully you have something going on of you know, sustenance to talk about. I would hope mm-hmm. deep down. I'm like, I mean, if you don't have anything going on, homegirl, get something going. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm like, yeah. you you don't work while you're in school, which I fully understand, but you still maintain jobs when you're not in school. Mm, yeah. I don't know that I look at it completely the same. I feel like I am stuck on her feeling embarrassed about Mm. her lack of experience that that shame that she's feeling or that embarrassment and I would invite her to look a little deeper at that and like why is it embarrassing to you that you haven't done anything like that Mm -hmm. is it because you are comparing yourself to others are you trying to do what you feel you're supposed to do by that point in your life which is have been on several dates or had several jobs. Um, We kind of talked about this in hot takes, but like your relationship status and your maturity, I'm I'm just going to reiterate myself, aren't the same thing. No. And the things that happen within your relationships or the way that your relationships form are not the basis of your maturity level. Like those two things don't coincide. Mm -hmm. Um, It's how you respond to those things that makes your maturity level. And so if you're feeling guilt and shame over these things, you can't force anyone to say yes to you on a date. You can't force anyone to ask you on a date. Mm -hmm. You can't force a job to hire you. I mean, yeah, maybe you could have went and worked, but maybe you didn't need to. Maybe you are in a privileged enough position that you don't have to. And so because of that, those are a couple things of life experience that you haven't had, but that doesn't mean that you don't have other life experiences you can't talk about. Maybe you could talk about why you haven't had a job or or what were some of your standards that you looked for when you went on dates. And as you go on dates, guess what? That is going to give you experience of exactly. having dates. You have to have one to begin with to get that experience. Mm-hmm. At, at some point, you, you'll have to, you have to start, start in order to get the experience. Yeah. Yep. So it's not a problem. It's just 
finding the solution, right? And um, and I also wonder, like, what are some other things in your life that you have done? Mm-hmm. Uh, you're in school. Why can't you talk about school? Yeah. Or do you have family that you, you enjoy being around? Maybe you didn't have a job because your family is so close-knit that they wanted you at home. Were you in sports and activities growing up? Yeah. What are you doing now? Like, there are so many things that you can talk about that don't have to be those two things. And and I don't think you need to feel bad about not having those two things on your life experience resume, if you will. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, I like that life experience yes. resume. You don't you don't need all of that. Um, and honestly, just depending on whoever you go on your date with, <laughs> I think that that person will love you for you. And and if they don't, I know this is super cliche, but then they're not the one. Yeah. If they're going to sit and judge you because of those two things, then maybe that's not the person you need to be with. We talked about this a, a few episodes ago, but going back to standards and yeah. I remember talking about how any standard that you have for someone in a relationship, you should be willing to meet yourself. So that means if you're going on a date with someone and they don't have a job, well, in my opinion, that's not your place to judge them. And I don't think that that should be be a determining factor in a relationship if that's not something that you have needed to do for yourself or that's not something that you expect or plan to do then I would say remember you have to be open-minded about other people's experiences and you know you can't Mm. you can't expect the person that you go on a date with to have all of this experience if you want them to be open about your experiences or your embarrassment about what you consider to be a lack of experiences, well, understand that the people that you may be going on dates with may have less experience or may also not have a job. So you have to be willing to accept that and to keep in mind those standards as you begin dating that, in my opinion, if it's not something that you're currently working on for yourself, then that shouldn't be an expectation that you hold others to. That's so good. Keeping your standards similar to what you expect from others and expect that for yourself. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, next question. So this one was submitted anonymously, uh, but this person's state, I was watching this week in the bachelorette where they talked about what makes someone high me. The guy said, okay, the guy said it was a girl who expects her partner to do everything for her and totally shot himself in the foot for saying it. So what do you guys think makes a person high me? Is it different for males and females? And is it always a bad thing? So I did. I did watch this episode. It was from Michelle's <laughs> season. Yes, she has the experience. <laughs> <laughs> and I like that this person asked, is it always a bad thing? I don't think so. Because let's say you're looking at a luxury car. In order to maintain the quality of that car, you are going to have to take it in for maintenance more frequently. Therefore, it is a more high-maintenance car. Think about hair color. I mean, your hair is not naturally bleach blonde. If you were to go in and dye your hair bleach blonde, you would have to go in a lot more frequently to maintain Mm -hmm. that quality that you originally paid for, more so than if you dyed your hair a darker color. Not to mention all the purple shampoo, the conditioner. There's a lot of extra stuff you have to do. Exactly. There's more involved to maintain that high quality. Is that a bad Mm -hmm. thing to say that your hair is high maintenance? Mm -hmm. No. No. (laughs) 
I, and I think that maybe it's different for males and females based off of gender norms and what we may spend our money on. So yeah, maybe a high maintenance guy is a guy that goes to the gym because he has a certain quality or trying to think of the word kind of expectation to maintain for himself with his appearance Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. setting goals for himself. And for him, maybe he has to go to the gym once or twice a day. And maybe he has to have this set routine of workouts and what he eats. And that require requires a naturally higher maintenance to maintain that body than, you know, someone who doesn't have that schedule. But is that a bad thing? No, no, I don't think that no. should be used against people. It reminds me, <laughs> this is going to be the silliest thing I think I've said on here. And I've said yeah. a lot of things. <laughs> um, <laughs> it reminds me of Geek Charming. <laughs> when she says it's not I think she says something like it's not high maintenance to want to look good or like to take care of yourself yeah because he was talking he was complaining about like oh like that's so much work like and so much money and she's like it's not like it's not this big expectation Mm -hmm. to like want to take care of yourself and make yourself look nice right yeah and I've been thinking it's interesting that we're talking about this too because I've been thinking a lot about this and like when I'm not keeping especially since I have ADHD (laughs) when I'm not keeping a schedule or like taking care of myself my life goes to shambles like completely to shambles I have to have a schedule that is just things to tick off alarms going off like (laughs) I've got everything I also have been trying to up my my body care routines and taking better care of my hair I painted my nails for the first time in like years and Mm -hmm. I trying to brush my teeth morning and night and flossing and all this stuff like that was stuff I didn't really I did brush my teeth don't worry but just not (laughs) morning and night all the time growing up it was usually just in the mornings because that's just not how I was raised it was kind of just you know I kind of just did a okay job and I slid by (laughs) I did okay but like if I really want to succeed or feel the best version of myself I have to put in a lot more work and so I don't think that that's high maintenance kind of like Haley was saying too I think that's the same for males there are a lot of men who take care of themselves this is going to be stereotyped but it's true uh, by going to the gym or by reading a lot of books or doing all these things to take care of themselves and make themselves feel good. I don't think any of that is high maintenance. The problem is, is when you start enforcing those things on someone else, it's kind of the Mm. whole standards thing. Like you can't expect someone else to do something that you can't do yourself. And I also don't think you should expect them to do all those things that you do yourself just because my routine is super like I I'm looking right now at a whiteboard I have on my wall that has my morning routine, my night routine, my weekend routine, and my monthly reset routine. Oh my God. I don't expect somebody to carry that same schedule that I do. That just, that's Mm -hmm. what works for me. I have found what works for me and it helps me function and I get through life. Okay. That way. Not everybody needs something that intense <laughs> to like yeah. keep going. Other people only need a couple things and they're good to go and it makes them happy. I just, just don't impose it on someone else. Mm-hmm. I think is, is that's where the issue is. Yeah. Also, it's not a compliment to tell a girl, wow, I love how low maintenance you are. 
I love how, I mean, girls are just so (laughs) high maintenance and I love that you aren't one of those girls, which I think is along the lines of what this guy said to Michelle. Mm -hmm. She's like, um, what do you mean by that? And just like straight up called him out and he didn't know what to say. (laughs) Can I add to that? Yeah. Low maintenance isn't a compliment and high maintenance isn't an insult no and low maintenance isn't an insult either if someone says oh wow you're like really low maintenance some girls might think that's someone saying oh wow you really don't take care of yourself or oh wow you just I just love how you don't care what people think that's no it doesn't mean that they're not taking care of themselves it means that they don't need a lot to take care of themselves or do it for me I have to be a little more high maintenance obviously (laughs) like I I need a little more to take care of myself. But just because somebody only needs to do half of that to take care of themselves, I don't look at that as a bad thing. No. (laughs) Actually, in fact, sometimes that might be really nice to not have to do as much. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think it depends on the person. So yeah, getting rid of the stigma around that terminology would be really, really nice. Yeah. Okay, last question? Yeah. All right. Our last question is submitted anonymously and it says, do or did you value your your family's opinion of your significant other would you break up with someone if your parents family's friends didn't approve this one is spicy it is spicy question (laughs) so this is really interesting because I know someone personally and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna name names or anything just to come on maintain no I am maintaining anonym how do you say that an anonym anonymity <laughs> that reminds me of like an enemy uh-huh. <laughs> anyway i'm gonna let them remain anonymous but i know someone who has family member who doesn't approve of who they're dating and a lot of that is because of just attachment stuff just not wanting to let go you know the normal kind of mm-hmm. stuff and they're still dating and i think it is very awesome and impressive because I think it's your relationship. We've said this a lot on the podcast and I will say it again. It is your relationship. So I don't think just because somebody has a problem with this person, that doesn't mean that you need to get rid of them. Now, obviously I say that, (laughs) I say that with, with qualifications around it. I, if they are really stressing something to you, like, Hey, this is a huge red flag. I really think you need to take that into consideration. Mm -hmm. I don't think that that's something you should just walk around lightly, but at the end of the day, they could be making up this red flag. They could be blowing it way more out of proportion than it actually is. Only you two know each other and your relationship, right? Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, if this is somebody that you want to be with, then it is your choice. And it doesn't matter what they say or what they don't say. They could be mad at you for the rest of their lives. It's still your choice. Um, And again, as you're making that choice, I don't think it's wrong for you to listen to those opinions to help you make that decision. But Mm -hmm. don't let their decisions make your decision. Just use that as like a contributing factor. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so is that then how you would approach that situation yeah. where, you know, yes, you value it in the sense of if something comes up, you will explore it, but exactly just because your family may or may not 
approve will not be the sole factor oh, in whether or absolutely. not that relationship continues. Absolutely. I have seen it time and time again in my family and friends and whatever, where somebody didn't approve for some reason or whatever, and the relationship still worked out just fine. Um, because it's not about them. Your your mom is not involved in your relationship. No. Your cousin has no say. <laughs> on what you guys should do with your kids or whatever like that is just that just that seems too much and that Mm -hmm. seems a little enmeshed for my opinion now uh, I just remembered something that is coming from a white norm Mm -hmm. and I know that there are families like especially like in Hispanic and Mm. Native American communities where it's a lot closer Mm -hmm. and like those family members are living in the same household sometimes as their other family like so family opinions do matter a lot more yeah um and I don't want to be culturally insensitive by saying this but I still think the same thing applies it's still your relationship in the end yeah and that that would be something that I imagine would be very difficult to navigate because then Mm -hmm. that factors into that culture of deciding well am I going to go out on my own which is out of the norm for your mm-hmm. culture and am I okay potentially you know losing my connection with my family over that relationship mm-hmm. and I can't imagine being in that place where you have to choose or you feel like you have to choose what about your family did they have issues I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk about with with Logan I think they mm-hmm. they all seem to like him but <laughs> yeah. but with your ex did they ever say anything that kind of contributed to that my direct family members never said anything until after the relationship ended mm, then my okay. one sister that was in Rexburg and fully experienced that relationship on like a daily basis with us spending time with her she was the one to say oh well thank goodness I thought he was a jerk and I don't know if mm-hmm. she did that as friends do when you have a breakup. Yeah. <laughs> you're trying to make your friend feel better by saying bad things. Um, but I will say I did have a cousin who actually grew up with my ex. They grew up in the same hometown. So they went to the same church growing up. Mm-hmm. So our families were like very connected and he knew a lot of my parents' family friends. Mm -hmm. So like that was an instant connection for us. And so my cousin had heard a few things from church members that were concerning red flags. And she approached me right at the beginning of the relationship in person and said, you know, I love you. You're like a sister to me. Um, I don't know if these things Mm -hmm. are true, but I just feel the need to tell you that this is what I have heard. Mm -hmm. And I had heard something similar from that X where I understood what she was talking about, but I hadn't heard those specific details from him. And I kind of took it not the wrong way, but I was like, oh yeah, he, he told me all about that. Oh, we've totally had a conversation about that, but thank you so much. Mm -hmm. But there were details that we had not discussed. And I Mm. wish, I wish that I had looked into that more Mm. because she was coming from a very good place and did it right at the beginning of the relationship. Relationship mm-hmm. and really just said, you know, I don't know if this is true or not, but the fact that multiple people have told me this, I just feel the need to let you know that this is what I've heard because that might be a conversation that you want to have. That's really interesting. Well, and at the beginning of the relationship too, you've got those rose-colored glasses on, right? So maybe that's why you ignored it a little is because- yeah. 
he's so perfect. He can't do anything yeah, wrong. Yeah. Know? And I was like, oh no, we totally had a conversation about that. Like, yep, yeah, nope. I've totally fully mm-hmm. understand that, that situation and what mm-hmm. happened in that situation. Or no, no, I did not. <laughs> no, you did not. <laughs> so so definitely listen. Yeah. Listen. And it's worth looking into. There is no yep. harm if that person is going to be a good life partner for you, then there's no harm in bringing that up and saying, mm-hmm. Hey, like I have some concerns about this or, Hey, can I just talk to you about, you know, something that has come up or come across my mind? If you can't have that open, honest conversation with someone, then how do you expect that person to be a life partner for you? You know, the other thing too, um, we have this, this saying in our program, uh, I guess it's not really saying cause a lot of people say it, but we just say it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and it's trust your gut. And, you know, we can get into counseling and we can do the same thing over and over again, but sometimes it's best to just veer off a little, maybe mm-hmm. say something that seems a little unhinged, but it like gets your client to go 10 steps further than you ever expected, you know? And when it comes to things like this, trust your gut. Um, Maybe you're asking this question because there is something that is bothering you deep down and you don't want to admit it. Mm-hmm. You don't want to admit that there is something wrong. Kind of like with Haley, like maybe, maybe she just didn't want to admit it, but maybe there was something wrong deep down. Yeah. And maybe this could be you looking for an excuse to leave. Right. Or on the complete opposite end, maybe this feels wrong to you. Like they're, they're just making, it just feels like they're making this up. Right. Mm-hmm. They're making up this, this problem with my significant other. Like I can't, I can't say for sure that they are, but it just feels like it. Cause it just does not make sense. Yeah. And use that to stay with your partner. Either way, when it comes down to it, nine times out of 10, trust your gut. Um, Even if it's not something that you exactly agree with, if it feels like this person's wrong for you, or if it feels like this person's right for you, trust your gut. (laughs) And that's, that's it for me. And yeah advice? Uh, no. Uh, yeah. No, Trust your gut. Good. It's your choice, your relationship. <laughs> I guess that is it for this episode. Uh, Haley and I have some good stuff in the works. I think oh, yeah. we possibly <clears throat> might have another giveaway coming up. I don't know. Maybe yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we've got this possibly this live we'll be doing. We are super active on Instagram. So if, if you want to talk to us there please feel free to send us a dm or or talk to us we'd love to hear from you we'll actually respond yes <laughs> i know we're like a-list celebrities and all but but we respond <laughs> and for those who missed it on instagram i kind of put this little thing where i talked about some of my new year's goals um and one of them i kind of slyly threw in there that I would love for us to get to a hundred listens uh, per episode or close to per episode. And I can't say we're like, sometimes we're like halfway there and other times Mm -hmm. we're there. And, you know, it just, it kind of moves around all the time. It varies. So the only way that we're going to get to that is for you to keep listening and to encourage your friends to listen, leave us reviews, all of the stuff that we ask for each time that helps us out a ton, but we are so grateful for you if you have been listening um and for sending us questions and stuff it is just like this podcast literally would not exist without you no. guys so <laughs> thank you so so much for everything that you had done for us to kind of 
help carry us through all the way to now. Anything else you want to add, Haley? No, just again, happy new year. And yeah, I'm excited to keep going. Yes, I am too. All right. We will see you guys next week. Yeah. Happy hashtag not thriving Thursday. <laughs> ah, <laughs> she remembered. <laughs> okay. Bye. See ya.